The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KB TV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for 100 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lock Mom on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Members of our church choir will start today's music program with an upbeat song titled, Rock of My Salvation, giving praise and glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They're led by choir director Emilia Hahn. Please join in and follow the words on your screen. 
Clap your hands, sing along, and make a joyful noise for Jesus is the rock of our salvation. And He gives us hope and our inspiration to go onward and forward with Him. Spirit is our church's band's first musical number under the direction of yours truly. I hope and pray we can all feel the Spirit of the Lord moving in our hearts each and every day.
We call upon Seneca Rose Hahn to sing this lovely song titled, God is Love, a beautiful reminder of God's great love for you and me.
Once again, the church choir will bring forth a number entitled, Hallelujah Anyhow. Sometimes when we are at our wit's end and start to feel down and out, we need to remember to place our trust in Jesus, wait and watch Him work it out somehow. Nothing is impossible with God. In the meantime, no matter what may come our way, we just lift our voice and say, Hallelujah, anyhow.
Up next is an instrumental selection made up of our members of the church band who have come together in a quartet to play a rendition of My Sheep Know My Voice. like to introduce our newest vocal group, the Redeeming Zion, who have chosen to sing an old-time favorite, It Is Well With My Soul. This song is dedicated to Mr. and Mrs. Mike and Cindy Yamashita. 
May the joy of the Lord be upon your hearts and minds each day. We pray the Lord pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you, pressed down and overflowing. Have a wonderful day. And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and location in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan 
to visit or reside in California, these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Char Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about gospel work and view a Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held daily at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. as prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Waasano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Esper in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Esper in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. This is God's desire, that all people come unto Him in full repentance and receive His salvation full and free. Those who respond and obey His command will be blessed bountifully, spiritually, materially, physically, and even financially. The soul who rejects and rises up against the Lord shall be devoured by the sword and there shall be no remedy for his tragic end. Do we dare provoke the Lord to jealousy? Do we dare contend our strength is greater than his? God forbid! He has the power to save, the power to devastate, the power to heal, the power to curse, the power to overcome, and the power to bless. 
I invite you to partake in today's message entitled, The Remnant of Believers. And I pray that by the time it concludes, you will be encouraged to seek the Lord, whose powers are limitless and can sustain you in every way. The word remnant means a smart part left or remaining. The circumstances under which a remnant of believers is achieved are unique to the church. Throughout the generations of Israel, blatant disregard to the statutes and commandments of the Lord was evident. As a result of their iniquities and abominations, the Lord God put upon them tremendous pain and sorrow. They were destroyed by their enemies or through plagues, but in each circumstance, God set aside a remnant because of His grace and love for Israel. Let us read in Ezekiel 6, 8-10. Yet will I leave a remnant that ye may have some that shall escape the sword among the nations, when it shall be scattered through the countries. And they that escape of you shall remember me among the nations, whether they shall be carried captives, because I am broken with their whorish heart, which hath departed from me and with their eyes, which go a-whoring after their idols. And they shall loathe themselves for the evils which they have committed in all their abominations. And they shall know that I am the Lord, and that I have not said in vain that I would do this evil unto them. God has called a people out of a people that they might fulfill all His will, and that He might reveal Himself through them. Israel was the chosen people, and unto them were given the oracles of God. However, Israel failed on every front. God told them to be a separate people, but they chose to compromise. God told them that they should love Him only, but they chose to worship the gods of the people whom God destroyed. God told them to live righteously, but they chose to sin, with full knowledge of the consequences of sin. Isaiah said it best as you read in Isaiah 65, 1 and 2, I am sought of them that asked not for me. I am fond of them that sought me not. I said, Behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people which walketh in a way that was not good, after their own thoughts. A people that provoketh me to anger continually to my face that sacrifices in gardens, and burnish incense upon the altars of brick. Yes, God remained patient and made every attempt to save Israel, though they were disobedient and gainsaying. Then it was in the New Testament that the Lord Jesus turned to the Gentiles to give them salvation, and they in turn praised Him. Under the circumstances Israel faced, the concern the Lord God had was to preserve and perpetuate righteousness. When a person fails, the Lord raises up another. When a people decide to abandon His work, it is only by the grace of God that a remnant is spared from His wrath. This act of mercy and long-suffering was demonstrated during the time of Elijah. Let us read in Romans 11, 4 to 6, 
But what saith the answer of God unto him? I reserve to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. God had every justification to destroy Israel because of their idolatries, iniquities, and abominations. Elijah thought of himself to be the sole survivor of the onslaught against Israel. Israel had forsaken the Lord, and it killed all the messengers of the Lord, of which he alone survived, and was now being pursued. Feeling discouraged, it seemed that his fervency for the Lord had no fruit. Quite the contrary. The Lord God said, I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not worshipped idols, nor have they surrendered their affection to the only true God, and they cherish his covenant. Thus by grace we have received the mercies of the Lord and of the gospel. It is through grace we have been saved. Let us read from Ephesians 2, 8-9. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. God could have destroyed Israel in its entirety, but preserved his people through a remnant by keeping his covenant with Abraham. They were fully worthy of the consequences of sin, but the Lord spared them. So it is with the soul. The soul finds salvation and deliverance only in Jesus Christ. Without the love of God being demonstrated, mankind would not be saved from the consequences of sin. This morning, television viewers, Jesus is knocking on the door of your hearts. Will you with swiftness open the doors of your heart? It doesn't matter what sins you have committed, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In the eyes of the Savior, every person has worth. He is a personal Savior to everyone, and thus calls each individual by name. Jesus is worthy of your trust. The signs, wonders, mighty deeds, and miracles confirm His origin and identity. Nicodemus was a God-fearing man and was willing to step forward to acknowledge the miracles performed by Jesus. Let us read in John 3, 1-4. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In these troubled and perilous times, salvation should be paramount. Individuals such as Nicodemus recognized that indeed Jesus was sent from God. Let us continue reading in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This simple act of faith is a response of a good conscience toward God. It begins a journey to the kingdom of God and eternal life. Except we keep God's commandments, in no wise will we enter into His grace. Peter, a Galilean fisherman, became a fisher of man. Through the empowerment of the Holy Ghost that dwelt within him, he expounded on the path that led to eternal life. Let us read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is nothing false or conflicting between the words of Jesus, Peter, or Paul. 
Being born of water is to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and to be born of the Spirit is to be filled with the Holy Ghost, as evidenced by the speaking in an unknown tongue. Further confirmation is found in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Many have said to themselves how they love the Lord Jesus and will do everything to keep themselves right in the eyes of God. That is truly a commitment that all Christians should have. However, if one has yet to find salvation, all those efforts are for naught or useless. Let me quote you the scripture found in 1 John 5, 3. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Nicodemus, the Philippian jailer, the eunuch from Ethiopia, and many others did not readily receive the words Jesus preached. They too found it at first as offensive as first, at first, contrary to popular belief, and not sanctioned by God. However, the works that followed the preaching confirmed the word of God, thus the soul being saved. Let us read in Mark 16, 14 to 19. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as he sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The scriptures are very exact. And yet, even at this very moment, do the unlearned and unstable rest with the authority of the Scriptures. If you find yourself in conflict with the Word of God, TV viewers, the best thing to do is to make yourself right with the Lord. Jesus said, I come not to send peace but a sword. We are fortunate to have obtained salvation, not by what we are or by what we have done, but have obtained salvation by keeping God's commandments. We are reminded that we are saved by grace and not of works lest any man should boast. What of the speaking in tongues? Let us read in Acts 2, 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. On Pentecost, the Lord Jesus manifested Himself through the spiritual gifts. The content of John 3, 5 came to its fullness, having been baptized in the name of Jesus. 120 of them were filled with the Holy Ghost. Pentecost is not an event, but an experience which every believer should experience. When the Lord pours out His Spirit upon the people of God, the power raises the roof. Paul described the unknown tongue in 1 Corinthians 14, 27-32. Thus it is not a foreign language that someone might understand, but a tongue that only God can give and interpret. Yes, TV viewers, you, won't you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today? The power of the Word should move you closer to salvation. And today is the day of salvation if you will heed His voice. Let us read in Romans 9, 27-28. Isaiah also cried concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness. Because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. We are reminded throughout the Bible that Jesus is coming again. First he will come in clouds of glory and retrieve the body of Christ. 
This meeting will take place in the air. The trumpet of God will say, come up hither, and the dead in Christ will resurrect from the graves to meet the Lord in the air. The saved who are faithfully waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God will be translated and be a part of that same meeting. Thus the scriptures found in Revelation 3, 10 to 11 tells us, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. When we speak of the last days, we are addressing the remnant, identified as the bride of Christ. The scripture tells us of the earthly bride and the heavenly bride. The earthly bride will consist of 144,000 Jews situated upon the earth. The Jews chosen during the tribulation period will consist of 12,000 people taken from each of the tribes of Jacob. These will have been sealed by an angel of God. Let us read in Revelation 7, 3-4, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed in 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. The heavenly bride will be made up of those who have been saved through faith, and in the latter days, faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They number 144,000 and consists of both Jew and Gentile who will either have been resurrected from the dead or translated from earth into heaven. They will accompany the Lord Jesus singing a new song, especially for the prayer for them. The difference between the two groups is this. The earthly bride will be formed during the tribulation period and must suffer the pain and sorrow the Lord will bring upon the earth. These have yet to be saved through the name of Jesus and their sins still cling to them. The heavenly bride will not experience the wrath of God, and neither will this body of people fall prey to the hour of temptation. This body has had their sins removed through the gospel and will reap the promises that were given to them. The events listed in the book of Revelation continue to remain in mystery. However, the Lord God reveals His purpose through His Spirit. What purpose would the Lord have in separating 144,000 Jews in the tribulation? Being God's people, why would they be appointed to suffer the period and kind of pain the earth has never seen? Let us read in Matthew 24, 21 to 22. For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. Nor, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, these days shall be shortened. The tribulation period will be comprised of the unsaved. Yes, the unsaved, the lukewarm, the absent, and the fallen. The day the rapture takes place is the first day of the tribulation period. When the designated day arrives, there will not be Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. During this period, God's purpose will be fulfilled. He will have a remnant, a people set aside for His use, that His glory might be manifested through them. They will hold fast to the traditions of their forefathers and be preserved because they are Jews. They will be persecuted and oppressed and suffer sickness and afflictions. When they call out to the God of their forefathers, God will be there to answer. Yes, the days of the tribulation will be shortened for their sake, so as to allow them to retain their faith and not to suffer extensively. During the tribulation, God will send two messengers to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, the unsaved will have another opportunity to work out their salvation. Moses and Elijah will be sent to preach the gospel. However, the choice to be saved will be most difficult. If one chooses the gospel and eternal life, one will be choosing physical death. 
If one refuses the name of Jesus, one will retain one's life, but inherit eternal separation in the end. Some have said that the world could withstand whatever will come upon the face of the land. World wars have come and gone, storms and so forth, of immeasurable strengths have been weathered. Curses, cures of diseases and sicknesses will be found, and famines and pestilence can be predicted and prevented. Mankind lives on. So how terrible could the tribulation period be? This is exactly the kind of spirit that will exist during that time. People will remain confident in themselves and therefore deny the power from heaven. Some look at the tribulation period only as a time of great suffering and punishment, but it is not its sole purpose. It is also the final opportunity for mankind to be reconciled to God. It is the final opportunity to exercise the ability to choose the Lord Jesus above the son of perdition. It will be the manifest of a great imperative that salvation is an individual matter, and everyone must work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Thus, to answer the previous question is simple. To die for the gospel during the tribulation period is eternal life. To live through or survive the period is to say that you have sided with the devil and eternal separation awaits you. The vision of John included multitudes in white robes standing before the throne with palms in their hands. Let us read in Revelation 7, 9 and 13 and 14. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all the nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto them, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Let us turn to and read Revelation 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast. Neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Thus, when one thinks about the benefits of the gospel, simple obedience attains so much the heavenly bride also numbers 144,000, as mentioned in Revelations 41 to 5, which reads, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him in 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads, and heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps, and they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men being the first fruits unto the God and to the Lamb. And in the mouth was found no guile, for they are with fault before the throne of God. This is where we are fervent striving to be, completely exempt from the wrath that will fall upon the face of the earth. Let us read in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. The differences between the two bodies are obvious. 
the heavenly body is redeemed. In other words, caught up from the earth before the start of the tribulation period. The earthly bride bears a mark, likened to Cain who was spared from condemnation. These have a name written in their foreheads. To be more specific, they know the name of God, which is Jesus. These kept themselves from false doctrines and kept themselves clean by cherishing the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Though having little strength and though being oppressed and persecuted, they did not deny his name. They were redeemed from among men in that they were called a people out of a people for his name's sake. These are spiritual Israelites made up of Jews and Gentiles. These are the first fruits of the earth in that they are the first who will reap the benefits of the gospel. Why are they without fault before the throne? It's because they had their sins washed away through water baptism and have lived a life proving what is that good and acceptable will of God through the Holy Ghost. Yes, the Lord has been speaking that he has a remnant of the saved that has not compromised its faith. Are you listed among them? If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at jeezcomingsoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band will now close the program with a song entitled, Let the Holy Ghost Come In.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.